Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Whether you're at home or on the road, thank you. Wherever you are, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Let's pray, then I'll ask the question. Father, we thank you this morning that you are our rock in time of trials and tribulations, in time of strife. We can stand on that rock and know Jesus can steady us. Father, even as we come before you this morning, we know that you are our closest friend and that you will speak and we will listen in Jesus' name. Amen. So my question is, what barrier have you got erected? What is separating you from God? We'll, we'll read and we'll find out what the Lord is saying this morning. So I'll start with the book of First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 3, I'll start from the beginning. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and where his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call you. Lie down again, and he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call you my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel, at which both ears 
of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to the end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vow, and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifices or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. So the title of my message this morning is Stay Close. Stay Close. Now, a little bit of context. Samuel was born by Elkanah and Hannah. Now, Hannah went for years with no child. She was barren. And she was crying and lamenting every day. And one day, they went off to do sacrifice as usual. And she bent down crying and groaning. And the prophet said, why are you crying? He said, well, that God will answer your prayer. And so Hannah conceived and gave birth to Samuel. And Hannah made a promise to God. He said, when, if I do conceive and have a child, when it's time, I will dedicate him to the temple. He will be there serving all day. And that is how Samuel ended in the temple. So, he has been in the temple for a very long time. Another thing I want to say is, you know, most of us here have, of have, have children, whether they've grown up into teenagers or big boys or big, big girls. But the thing is that when children are born, when babies are babies, you cannot differentiate the, the sound of the cry. In fact, we took this picture of our three, Chioma, Ibube, and Iroma, when they were just hours old. And we frame them together. And when people come in, I will say, who do you think is who? And it's difficult to differentiate who is who. Likewise, when the, the sound of their cry when they were babies is it's difficult to differentiate which one is yours. And also, as they grow older, even when they are toddlers, like two or three years, I mean, I'm sure most of us have experienced this. When you are in the public and you hear somebody shout, Daddy or Mommy, you will turn around, is it mine? They all sound the same. But the truth is that as they grow up, as they mature, as you spend more time with them and with you, when your own child calls out, you will identify. True. So when they ask, probably by the time they become a teenager, at least, I hope so, you will be able to identify that this is my boy or this is my girl. And so the message for us this morning is God is saying to us, we should stay close. The The truth is that if we know someone and and we lose contact, and they live 
for 15, 20 years. If we see them, we might not recognize them. You know, last year when we were doing anniversary here, and Asia, the, the siblings came with their parents. I saw the brother. I couldn't believe it was him. In fact, they left when Chioma was like a few weeks. Chioma is now 15. He's, he's full of beard, and in fact, I said to him, if I saw you, Andrew, I'll walk, you, I'll walk past you. And so you can understand the importance of staying close and staying close to God. And so the message for us is now, why should we stay close? I suppose what I've said will give you a little bit of context why you should stay close. But I'm not talking about your children or your friends or your family. I'm talking about staying close to God. Why do we need to stay close to God? Because we need to understand the voice of God. That's number one. I have only three points. So stay with me, stay awake. I'll be quick. The voice of God. Because we need to understand the voice of God. You know, these days, technology is amazing. There's a lot of voice recognition. You go to somewhere and you speak, and the door opens. But do we hear and understand and recognize the voice of God? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 18 and verse 21, and it says, Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand. The book of John chapter 10, this was Jesus talking. John chapter 10 verse 14 to 16 and verse 27, and it says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I'm known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be no one flock and one shepherd. All right, there will be one flock and one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So staying close to God is important because how do we know the voice of God? How do we know that it is God talking? Samuel lived in the temple right from the time he was weaned. And yet he didn't recognize the voice of God. Until Eli said to him, hang on, I think God is calling you. And so we need to stay close to God so that we can recognize his voice. We need to stay close to God so that we can understand when he calls us. It is important. 
as we'll find out later. Number two is what we call knowledge of God. So the first one is voice recognition. The second one is facial recognition. We need to know God, and God needs to know us. God knows us already. The Bible says, it's amazing that as we are sat here, he knows each and every one of us. The Bible says, no strand of hair will fall from your hair without God knowing it fell. So how do we get to know God? How do we harness that facial recognition? Again, technology, facial recognition. You know, it amazes me how we don't relate what is happening now with what God has instituted. You know, scientists and all this, they come up with wonderful stuff. But when you go deep down, a lot of them are all based in biblical principle. Some of them will tell you God doesn't exist. Some of them tell you they don't believe. But you know what scientists are like, and uh, you know, it gets to their head. You see, when they can't explain it, they will say, oh, just forget it. How can you forget it? They think they can explain everything. You know, I'm a scientist, but I know that God, there's certain things we will never know because it's not left for us to know. Part of our problem is Adam and Eve thought that they should know everything. He said, God said to them, eat of every fruit, but that particular one do not touch. And Satan said to them, what did God say? Just ignore him. Give it a go. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. So back to our facial recognition, we need to know the face of God. The book of Luke chapter 24, verse 28 says, Then they drew near to the village where they were going. This was when Jesus resurrected. You know, when he resurrected, he walked the earth. And these disciples were just discussing, having a, a robust discussion about how Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried. And now they are hearing rumors that he has risen. And I'll carry on. And so he indicated that he will, that this is when Jesus came with them and was walking, listening to them discuss. And the Bible says in verse 28 of chapter 24 of Luke, Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, that's Jesus, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. You see, these disciples, they knew who Jesus was. They had, they had spent time with Jesus, but Jesus closed their eyes that they couldn't recognize who he was. 
until after the breaking of bread. Why I picked up this passage is because we need, we need to understand that we can recognize the voice of God. We can recognize the act of God. We are given ability to recognize the deeds of God. Amen? John chapter 20 verse 14 says, Now when she has said this, she turned and ran and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Now this was a time of resurrection. See, when the women went, carried the spices and went to, to you know, the, in the Jewish tradition, on the third day, you go and, 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 and anoint the body. And they were going to anoint the body of Christ. And the women were, the women were they, they are weeping. And then they saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. They did not know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She's supposing to, that he was a gardener and said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have led him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which says, Teacher. That was the point. Mary recognized that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. So God has given us the ability, one, to recognize his voice. And two, to recognize his, his, his future. When I say facial recognition, it doesn't necessarily mean physical face. You know, when people draw pictures of Jesus, it makes me laugh. Because they draw a picture of this handsome young person with long hair. That's not Jesus, for goodness sake. <laughs> nobody, know, nobody can tell you what Jesus looked like. I mean, we know that he's from the Middle East. That's about it. But what I'm talking about, facial recognition, is the spiritual understanding of what Jesus is like. People that know you very well, I want to believe that they will be able to know what you are like. And that is what God is calling us, that we need to stay close so that we we'll know what he looks like and we also know the voice of God. I told you I'm going to be quick. The final point is of staying close is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. The songs today, the band, thank you to the band for the wonderful songs today. You know, the one of the songs said I was breaking the barrier. He said that, you know, our heart, do you need a surgeon? Do you need a friend? We have that in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And so we need to stay close to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 said, this is how we're on the day of Pentecost. 
and being assembled together with them, this is Acts chapter 1, verse 4, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. This was Jesus telling the disciples, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so, why do we need to stay close? We need to stay close because we need the power and the move of the Holy Spirit. You know, in the, if you're working for any organization, doesn't matter where, when something happens that is not good, they do what they call root cause analysis. Some use what they call five whys. They call it five whys, trying to get to the problem. So let's use five whys here. Why did Jesus tell the disciples to stay in Jerusalem? That's number one why. So that the Holy Spirit, when it comes, they will receive it. Second why. Why do they need the Holy Spirit? So that they will know what to say. Third, why? Why do they need the Holy Spirit? So that they will know what to do. Is it the third one? Fourth, why? You can carry on. But when I was preparing this message, you know, the good, news, the good thing about God is that when the, we know the Bible, we read the Bible, we, but I have always said to people, one message I want us to take on today is that please try and know the God for yourself. Try and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you for yourself. You know what? The Spirit of God said to me about one of the major why. Why the Holy Spirit? He said to me that because Jesus, he does not do long-distance relationship. True. I, was, I almost fell on my back when I got this. Why? Because he knows that it, does not work. it doesn't work. Long-distance relationship does not work. Let's look at it this way. Adam and Eve was created, and God said to them, eat of every food. Stay here, enjoy yourself, no work. God went away. What did they do? They decided to listen to Satan. And again, like I said, here we are. Then Moses, the prophet, he went up to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. He left them just for a short while. And what did they do? They decided to start partying. Partying is not the problem. Making merry wasn't the problem. Dancing to the music wasn't the problem. The problem was that they decided to get all the jewelries, all the goods, form the molding calf, and started worshiping it as God. Because Moses left them for a little while. And so, 
when Moses came down with the tablets, he was so upset that he smashed the whole thing. Then Jesus came. Imagine Jesus with all the disciples. They did so many miracles. They raised the dead. They fed thousands. They cast out demons. They did wonderful and awesome deeds. They even knew that Jesus was resurrected. That was before he was resurrected. What did Peter do before Jesus was manifested to them? The Bible says he went back to fishing. Are you getting the theme? Why Jesus don't do long-distance relationship? Because he does not work. So he can understand. You know, the Bible says at the beginning, the, the, the Bible said, they said, let us make man in our own image. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Let us make man. So God the Father allowed them in the, in the garden of Eden. They just messed about. Jesus came, spent time three years plus with them, walking the earth, doing great and wonderful things. Died and was, just because he wasn't there for a while, Peter went back to fishing. And so they knew that the only way to stay close is to send the Holy Spirit that will dwell inside of them. So wherever they are, God is with them. So long-distance relationship, that's why. So staying close is important so that we'll know the face of God, so that we'll understand the voice of God. And so with the Holy Spirit, he will give us the roadmap. Now, the truth is that when we make mistakes, we cannot, as human beings, we will make mistakes. But remember your sat nav. You know, your sat nav, when you are driving and you miss your tongue, what does it tell you? It, say, it, it would recalibrate and tell you, take the next turn. If the next turn is very far away, it will tell you, when possible, turn around. Sometimes it tells you turn around even when you're going to the river. <laughs> but the point is this. It will recalibrate. With the Holy Spirit, He will recalibrate your journey on earth. It doesn't mean you will always get it right. But whenever you miss your turning, the Holy Spirit will recalibrate and lead you in the right path. But you have to listen. You have to be able to hear the voice. You have to be able to close enough. To the thing is, no matter how good your vision is, if Ross is, say, as far as Tesco Ely, assuming no houses, no nothing, it's a flat land, you must have a telescopic eyes to, sit, to stand here and see the face of Ross from Tesco. But now she is sitting here close enough. You could actually say that that's Ross. And God wants us to stay close so that we can recognize his face, so that we can recognize his voice, so that with the power of the Holy Spirit, we will always 
know the right path to go. So as the band comes up, in conclusion, I will say that we have erected barriers in our lives, blocking or, or creating a demarcation. That's why I asked that question at the beginning. Sometimes it's a barrier that somebody else erected. Sometimes it's a barrier that we did not even know when we erected. The message for us today is that we need to break down the barrier and stay close to God. So I suppose the message for us today is that I am assuming that we have all received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But if you haven't, it doesn't take anything. All you need to say is that Jesus, you are my master. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for my sin. Today, I am going to follow you all the days of my life. That's all you need to say. There's no complication there. But you need the Holy Spirit. You need to pray for the Holy Spirit. You need to, allow, you need to ask somebody to join hands with you to ask the Holy Spirit to walk with you. And so you need to stay close. So wherever you are, stay close. Whether you're on the bus, stay close. Whether you're in the train, stay close. At your workplace, stay close. This time relationship does not work. And with the Holy Spirit, wherever you are, you are close to God. So let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your message. We thank you because you are with us at all times. Even as we open our heart, you are with us. Even as we surrender, you are with us. Father, we declare that this morning, at the sound of my voice, whether you are watching from home, whether you are here, that we will open our hearts, we will begin to seek God when we can find and know him. And we also pray that the Holy Spirit, yes, the Holy Spirit will break the barrier. The barrier, whether we erected it or whether it was erected by man. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare that that barrier is broken in Jesus' name. Because we, in the name of Jesus, we need to stay close, to receive, to recognize, and to do as God says. Because with him, we are more than conquerors. In Jesus' name we pray. And we say, Amen. Amen.